Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Double Stack F1 Podcast. We're doing the British Grand Prix recap, but today is a day where it's going to be much more than just a recap. Um, what do you mean? There's no news or anything. It's just the recap. I don't think anything noteworthy happened today. Man, were you not on F1 Twitter today? It was <laughs> insane. Well, if you don't know... I was, uh, but uh, I was a little bit behind uh, you and Shah, judging from the group chat. I thought I was breaking news when I sent that screenshot, but then I saw you guys had already passed it around 30 no, minutes was, before it, it that. Went, <laughs> it happened so quick, man. It was it was insane. Uh, let's take a step back. So what are we Daniel doing Ricardo, first? Uh, British Grand Prix or the news? What are we dude, doing first? Uh, I think we'll get to the news, right? Let's eventually okay. get to the news. Uh, yeah. Uh, once like we it. get to to some of the protagonists involved here. Coming up, the news. But first, British Grand Prix. Grand Prix recap. Okay, my friends. As usual, uh, we'll start from the back as usual. Um, pretty amazing race uh, for my taste. Uh, exciting. Uh, one stopper, which is weird. I was hoping for more stops. To spice it up, very low dag here. Uh, the entire weekend was crazy. We touched on the quality uh, Saturday, but the race itself was amazing. Max Verstappen winning, Norris uh, getting P2. Piastri just shy of the podium. Hamilton, lucky guy, gets P3. Russell, unlucky with a pit stop. Paris figuring out a way back in. Alonso, uh, not fighting much. Albon, lucky fella as well. Uh, with the pit stop, Leclerc and Sainz, unlucky, tried to tell me the field didn't work. That's our top 10, but uh, we'll dive in. Uh, what was your take on the race overall? Uh, McLaren's back, question mark, asterisk. Uh, it was nice to have him competitive in this race. It was great to see. Uh, I hesitate to draw too much of a conclusion from one, great, from one race, but it was a fantastic step forward especially considering kind of how their season started i think uh their first race of the season was pretty much the the worst results for a race you can have one of the cars was out in the first 10 laps the other one pitted like a thousand times and finished like a day behind the rest of the field so it was amazing progress out of them great to see them fighting at the front and uh like i i hope they're back but we'll see. It's just one race. I don't want to read too much into it. But the updates seem to be working. I'm just putting it out there right now. Um, Piastri World Champion. It's happening, man. It's going okay. to happen. Any uh, any ETA? Estimated time of arrival for uh, Piastri's you know championship? But for things like that, this season is kind of gone. Uh, but well, from yeah. his performance <laughs> overall this weekend, Homeboy's going to be a champ. Uh, the minute the car was was able to 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 perform he was there on pace uh with Lando Norris just got unlucky there uh pitted a bit too early uh and missed out but uh yeah fantastic uh i want to see how they perform at a high degradation uh rear limited track uh hungry would be a good one to test out uh so let's wait before we draw a conclusion like like you said question mark Let's wait to see what happens in Hungary. Uh, but yeah, that was for me also the highlight of this race. Just an incredible performance by the Aston, by by the uh, McLaren boys. I had 
zero faith in them converting uh and they proved me wrong so i'm, I'm happy about that um so i had like uh i don't know if you remember from my top 10 i had like essentially 50 percent faith in them converting i wasn't sure if this was a situation of like strong quality pace but the race pace isn't there or or what so in my top 10 basically i had norris hanging on at the front but piastri dropping down toward still in the points but toward the bottom because i really didn't know but um yeah yeah i think yeah. it's very encouraging yeah, no. for mclaren any mclaren fans very encouraging and uh i thought it was super exciting yeah i hope that brings more of them back into to watching the race and and bringing more fans back because we're losing a little bit of fans at some point, but glad to see that teams are shuffling in the in the pack there, uh, which which is keeping it exciting. Um, start with Ocon, the first guy to 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 to, to tap out. I think it was lap eight or nine. Uh, his race was done on on mechanical failure. Yeah, all I, all I remember is uh, early retirement, mechanical failure. I don't know any details. Yeah, hydraulics. From I what think I think he got it, it back was... into the pit before he retired it. I don't think it was. Uh, was he stranded yeah. on the track? No, no, he was. I think he brought it back. I think yeah, he brought yeah. it back. Um, and uh, that was the end of his race. Uh, second year in a row where he doesn't finish the race. Unfortunate. Uh, but uh, it was a bit sooner this year. So Alpine. Two DNFs actually, right? At the end of the day. So it's yeah. we need to we need to regroup really and check out what's going showing. on. Two out of the yeah. three DNFs were uh were from Alpine. Alpine. To be like I don't know, hard to say with Ocon. Anytime there's a mechanical failure, who, who knows what happened. But with Gasly, not Gasly's fault, not Alpatari's fault. No. Uh, he got hit, his suspension broke, and you know, that's yeah. it. Yeah. It was it was with uh Aston Martin, right? Stroll, uh, yeah, Stroll. they yeah. had been they had been kind of hammering away at each other for like several oh. laps. There was like an incident a couple laps before that where Stroll thought that he was pushed off by Gasly. <laughs> um, I think I think Stroll just wanted revenge for for what Ocon did to him on Saturday. Just like try to overtake him into like uh, the start of his uh, a quick lap there. Um, he's like, I'm gonna get one of these Alpine boys tomorrow. No worries. So took him out. Got a five point second uh, penalty though. Um, Deserved. I don't know if you remember seeing the incident, but you no, can't I just... do not. I never went back to watch the replay as well. I think I was probably head head down on on multi-viewer data at the time when they showed the replay, but yeah. I kind of missed it and never saw it again. Yeah, I mean you can't just like bounce into the side of people, break their <laughs> suspension, and everything be okay. Like that kind of uh, has to be addressed yeah. by the stewards, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, out of everybody who finished, the last place finisher was DeVries in P17. Uh, any, no, let's talk about Magnussen quickly, right? Uh, oh, yeah, Magnuson, right. the guy that triggered uh, the the safety car, the VSE, and then the safety car that led to the surprise finish we got. Um, didn't see it much during the race. Uh, is that Was that the second Haas this weekend, though, that, 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 that was off? Or it was... Hockenberg last weekend, right? Hockenberg had an issue in Austria last weekend. DNF. I think so. One yeah. uh, definitely one of them did. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. I think it was Hockenberg. Yeah, yeah, he he DNF early on in the race. Um and then and then this time is Magnuson. I wonder why all the Ferrari engine manufacturer engine suppliers or engine 
um, yeah, like the the smaller teams are having issues with the engine and nothing is happening to to the lead team. Are they running the engine in a mode that's not that is not like acceptable or that's too putting too much extraneous uh you referring on to the Ferrari the you know Ferrari the, team? Yeah, yeah, the 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 Fer- not the Ferrari team but the the I'm not sure the if they're like supply. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're like running a a well, mode that's like illegal mode. or anything like that. I think basically it's just a situation where like they make the engine, they have more data on the engine. Mm-hmm. They like have a little bit of a deeper understanding of the engine. Mm-hmm. So like maybe if it's an engine that's prone to like blowing up, maybe they know how to make it not blow up. But like they send like their engineers like to those to their to the supplier teams, right? And they have a Ferrari guy there in their garage to man the engine, so that the the team the, the like a, a, a do you a think it's their sense. do you think it's their best guy? You know, it's a, the issue is like <laughs> I as would a let team, their best guy. They keep that person in house. Yeah, as a team, right? Like if you have a bad like drag, like high drag, or your 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 car isn't quick, you you you'll be tempted to run run the engine in a mode where. It it puts more strain on it, and that could be too. Be, they're just trying. Could, they're just pushing harder because they have a slower car. Yeah, so I think maybe that's an issue that's going on at Alfa Romeo and and Haas, but it hasn't happened at Ferrari. So my my guess is probably they're pushing the engine too hard, or they're using really really old engines, or their driving style. The drivers just not adequate but thanks to magnuson we got uh an exciting uh setup we'll we'll keep talking about him as we go through the through the ranks i guess right that's that's a better way of thinking about it um nick DeFries, like you said the last guy to qualify <laughs> last guy to actually last guy to classify the cl- the first guy to classify or the last guy to classify whichever way you want to take it he was almost he had- the last guy to qualify as well right I, yeah, he, he qualified, qualified P19. Was it 19? Yeah, 19 before Magnuson. Yeah, 19 finished 18, finished 17 after a flurry I'm of I'm looking uh, at DNS. the official results. Um, maybe a lap time got deleted, but they're saying, you know, Sargent was 14th. Then they're saying Botas, but not classified. There's no number next to his name, there's an NC. And then Perez, Sonoda, Joe, DeVries, Magnuson. So, well, yeah, because what's up with because that? What Botas happened with Botas and qualifying? Oh, yeah, Botas, Botas didn't have fuel. So when he oh, stopped that's on right. track, I remember. Yeah, uh, they couldn't get enough juice out of him. So, uh, bad day, bro. <laughs> he can on the fuel and go for a hot lap. Yeah, There's gonna be nothing left, man. So they're pushing the fuel. boundary. You know, they're pushing the boundary of what's So did acceptable. he get called into the Weybridge and just got, like, well, dinged for it? Or session, did he, like, actually run out of fuel? Yeah, he ran out. You remember on track, right? He It just stopped. Everything shut down all of a sudden. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that's why. And then, like, nothing was said at the time. But then, then ultimately, the FIA has to pull, uh, like... 0.9 or a liter of it's like a liter yeah that yeah. Seb and, got nailed for that last year in Baku I think yeah. or maybe it was two years ago he crossed yeah. the line second but he ended up getting penalized because they yeah. couldn't get the the leader out the, of the car yeah so and 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 he didn't have any juice to give so he didn't have any blood to give <laughs> so yeah 
Yes, he got he got punished for that. Got sent to the rear, uh, and that that moved everybody up one position. That moved the least uh, Paris up one position from P sixteen to fifteen, um, which was good for him. Um, but yeah, the race, the race P P seventeen. Uh, what do you have to say about his race? I mean, it's a long season. I'm sure he'll bounce back and have a great race next weekend uh, out in Hungary. No, he's not going to have a race <laughs> next weekend. Where are you? What planet are you living on? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's this unfortunate. It, it's unfortunate for, uh, you know, over. rough showing for his last Grand Prix. Um, not... I don't have like a lot to say about it. He's obviously a super talented driver, but for a rookie, he's pretty old. And if you're kind of an old rookie, then like you you, you have to kind of understand that they're not going to really have much patience in terms of like giving you time to jump up the learning curve. You either got it or you don't. They don't have like time to like develop you if you're already oh. in your late 20s. Well, I think and I it's think super that's... unfortunate. He's obviously super talented. He was an F2 champion. Am I correct? I know that he was a Formula E champion twice, but like it's F1. It's it's the pinnacle you either have it or you don't he unfortunately when he first got a chance in f1 you know that car sucks like i've been saying it all season it's the worst car on the grid so like you know maybe not the best shot to show what you can do but i mean at the end of the day it's it's a cutthroat business and you know he he to be fair he has not been producing so it's tough because he's in the worst car. It's, he's in the hardest car to produce in. And his teammate is incredibly talented and only has, what, three three points in the championship? Two. Two. So, like, and, like, we all know that, like, Yuki is super talented. So, like, it's obviously the car. But at the same time, you, there's other drivers who you could be developing there's other drivers who could be faster right now or there's other drivers who could be faster five years from now and like they just you just don't really have the time you, like i feel like if you're a rookie in your late 20s you either have it or you don't and if you don't have it they're gonna move on real quick all right let me take the opposite side because this is fun and I, I think it's unfortunate, like I said, the with the car, I don't think DeVries is a bad driver, but like this was his shot. It was in very difficult circumstances. Yeah. It didn't work, and I totally understand that they're moving on. They're moving on two races earlier than I expected them to, but I'm not surprised they're moving on. Okay. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. Uh, cool. I think DeVries deserves – any rookie deserves a full year to kind of prove themselves – in any new machinery, right? Uh, Nick Nick Schumacher had a full year last year. Uh, it's a new type of car yeah, to drive. Two full years. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, yeah, okay. He was already in the team, right? Uh, get he he has ten race from race two, race three, and we're all guilty of it. We've been already pushing him out. We're like. Well, Yuki can't be beating you. Uh, you're a terrible driver. You break the car, blah, blah, blah. And he was already feeling the heat. I'd, and and that doesn't help when, in terms of like uh, getting your help, your head around your uh, and, and, and focusing on just driving and performing. And then we hear in the news, uh, like Marco losing faith in him already. Like, hey, 
I I was I had faith in him. Max vouched for him, and we brought him in. But Christian wasn't on board. Putting that out in the media isn't shows that there's already some division within within the team in general for your presence. Add to that, Franz Toss already saying, uh, I wanted Mick Schumacher from the beginning of the year. I would have preferred Mick Schumacher. That already to be shows. Fair, that I don't think Mick would do any better. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for me, it makes me feel like I'm persona non grata. Um, um, undesirable and anything, I can't do anything right. Ultimately, uh, it, it won't end well. Right. Uh, yes. What was, were, had he been given a full year, I think that would have been fair. Um, we could all say, yeah, F1 is ruthless. Red Bull is ruthless. You know, they don't, they don't mess around. Your, your seat is a, a fully ejectable seat, but they did give Yuki Sonoda over multiple years. Right. Two years, three years. Yuki was still crashing last year, right? He even said, "Yeah, sorry." I think fundamentally, I think fundamentally, it's because he's not part of the academy. He wasn't brought up through the Red Bull rank. Rank. He's a Mercedes driver. Uh, He's 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 a few years older, uh, and there's already some division uh, at the onset of of his of him joining the team. Max had a lot to say, a lot of positive things to say about him. And I'm glad Max put in a word to to, to kind of convince his team and to to deliver. And Max also said a couple of weeks ago, like, if you don't deliver, it's 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 hard luck. Uh, and I do agree. It's hard luck if you don't deliver. But I think 10 races in a Formula One season, it's not enough. Uh, if we have to look at 10 races for a guy like Sargent, then Sargent should be kicked out as well. Uh Piastri had a slightly better car, made less mistakes. He should stay maybe under those circumstances. But a guy like Lance Stroh as well should be out as well at this point, right? Uh, and 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 ten races for a rookie that comes in at the back of uh, t- street circuits, so like circuits they don't know in a car they don't know. Very limited testing, um, only shot. Expected to come in. And, and be a team leader uh, and is in a car, like you said, that's not performing. I don't know. All in all, it is what it is. Game over, uh, Nick DeVries. Best of luck. Uh, Red Bull brought in another driver. Uh, hopefully, that's the next boss for, for Yuki to destroy. And as he <laughs> makes his way up to the Red Bull seat. I am super interested to see... Uh, Yuki versus Danny Ricardo. That'll be a fascinating um, kind of dynamic between the two with Yuki. Well, I told you know, you obviously, a few very weeks young, ago. up and coming. Ricardo, seasoned veteran. 34, man. Yeah. But like tons of experience. Yuki, maybe That's a little bit boss. less experience. Tons of energy. Yuki, for yeah. sure. Again, um, again, we're framing, uh, uh, how do you call it? Um, what's his name now? Ricardo as a team leader, right? He's going to deliver. He's going to do this. He's going to be better than Yuki. Yuki's going to beat him. He's the next boss. And Yuki would take him down. That's what Yuki does. Yeah. But in terms of, uh, in terms of approach and attitude, I think, uh, I think Yuki can probably learn a bit from Ricardo. They're both kind of like goofy guys, but like, um, I've definitely heard like, people from within the Red Bull organization, AlphaTauri organization kind of 
indicate that maybe it would be good if Yuki was a little bit more focused. Um, I think Ricardo would be a good guy for him to learn. Like he's a seasoned veteran. He's won plenty of races. Like he knows Mm -hmm. how to work with the engineers. He knows what he needs out of the car. He knows, you know, what to be kind of, what you should be thinking about at each, each circuit, what, you know, this is more important now because we're here versus that because we are there, like that sort of thing. I think uh, it'll be really good for both of them. I think it'll be great for Ricardo to be back in the car, but also it'd be great for Yuki to like have uh, such a seasoned veteran around who's like proven success within that organization. Yeah, um, yeah I think it'll be great for, for like both drivers involved. I think we uh, the next guy was Sonoda anyway, so I think we cover them. Sonoda had a pretty boring race. I saw he did he stopped. He was like one of the earliest guys to stop on the on the on the uh, on the softs. I think lap fifteen or sixteen uh, did a stint on the on the hard before switching to 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 softs again uh, at the safety car, uh, but. Nothing to show there. They brought up upgrades to the car, which delivered absolutely nothing. And no, they, finished they were the, the last, last two car. across the line. Yeah. So with um, upgrades, that's a terrible sign for the yeah. And we and we spoke near about this. We spoke about this in Canada, right? Where I was like, "Hey, if I'm Daniel Ricardo, you won't pay me enough to get into a car that is dead last when I'm just chilling and making 25 mil, sitting on the sideline." eating maple syrup, eating waffles. Poutine or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, poutine. And like... The heart attack know, on a plate. Yeah, and just like vibing. And like I could do whatever I want for a year, you know? And But he yeah, I'm taking this this bet here, this ticket here is a gamble. Um, you went from what is probably... The McLaren is probably the second quickest car now. You're gonna go to the worst car. Maybe, yeah, actually, it might second be the second third quickest car, car right? Yeah, yeah. Let's just wild stick, to see. Let's just stick it at Brit, Great Britain, right? The, the absolute worst car. car in the first race of the season, and now they there's a very strong argument to be made that they're the second fastest car fastest on the grid. Car. Yeah, and Crazy. and you you left that a couple years ago, uh, a year ago, not even a couple years ago. To go into an alpha tower. Anyways, uh, yeah, bad move. But one thing I'm excited for. But is the to thing see is, the thing is, the McLaren doesn't have a path back into the Red Bull. The Alpha Tower does. So yeah, while the Alpha Tower is like a much worse car, there there is a possibility that Danny might one day drive a Red Bull again. I have no idea when. <laughs> I'm not trying to call anything on that. But it is the if you're in the if you're in the Alpha Tower seat. There is a possibility that you will one day be in the Red Bull seat. Danny Thanos. So it's a little bit Dave. different. Yeah. It's a little bit different so, than the McLaren situation. Also, it's like uh, the organization. I, I kind of view AlphaTauri and Red Bull as one giant organization. And it's the organization he like grew up with. So it's probably the people he's going to feel most comfortable around and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, while yeah, it's a never, slower you know car for laugh? sure. It's probably a pretty good opportunity. Probably the best yeah, opportunity. No, it's for it's him. definitely a great opportunity. But if he can, if he can play out his end game, like he's he's golden. One thing that made me laugh today was I was thinking back at Drive to Survive. Uh, you remember that last episode when they said when they titled it "Nice Guys Finish Last," 
uh, or don't win or something like that. And it mm. was uh, Danny Ricardo losing his, she- his seat and blah, blah, blah. This guy is in a villain era. He's here to destroy careers. Like he is not a nice guy at this point. He already took one down in Nick DeVries and his, yeah. his absolute end game is Sergio Perez. So like he's collecting, it's possible. It's possible. He's collecting gems right now, man. He's making it happen, you know? So Sergio, watch out, man. Go check out your contract. Maybe there's a clause in there. Maybe by race 15, you lose your seat to Danny. (laughs) I told you, I don't know if it was on the podcast or like over beers, but earlier in the season, I told you my theory for why Red Bull brought Daniel Ricciardo in as the third driver. And like so far, my theory is like 50% correct. Let's refresh us. So yeah, as a refresher, like I kind of like always thought that Red Bull brought Ricardo in like a couple of reasons, right? First, like he's available and like he's, you know, from their organization. So it's a good fit for a third driver. If he's not going to be racing somebody else's car, like why not? That's Mm kind of the first thing, sort of an easy choice. marketable. Yeah. Incredibly good with like PR, media, all that stuff. But, like, I also kind of viewed it as a break glass in case of emergency situation. And the emergency I foresaw was that I I thought Checo would be more competitive than he is, but I thought the relationship between Max and Checo would deteriorate to the point where Max essentially demands a new teammate. And I, I think Red Bull, you know, given everything that happened after Monaco last year between Max and Checo, like, I think... They were trying to kind of keep it under wraps, but to me, it looked like that relationship like really devolved pretty badly last year. Um, I think Red Bull basically wanted, uh, you know, break cla- break glass in case of emergency. If it gets to a point where Sergio and Max just cannot get along anymore, you've got a guy Max actually likes who's a fast driver. You can just plug him into the car. I didn't expect Perez to like struggle the way he has this year, but like that's kind of the other part of it. Like in case of an emergency, like he's not delivering the way you expected. You've got a proven race winner, a proven race winner from the same car, you know, essentially like standing right there, like ready to just, if if you need to move in a different direction, he's ready and willing. So I, you know, it was a bit of a conspiracy theory, but like, it's kind of like 50%, 50 percent to fruition at this point <clears throat> cool let's take it to 100 uh right i would i would love to see ricardo back in. I, I love perez so it kind of hurts me to say this but it would be great to see ricardo back in the red bull all right um yeah i'm gonna try to move on from here i don't want to linger on this call uh uh on, on this subject Jogwan Yu, I didn't see him much in the race. Did you uh, have anything for him? I didn't see him much. Very little for me for both of the Alpha or Alpha Romeos, Alpha. other than yeah. the like, you know, question we already went over regarding Bodas Bodas's yeah. qualifying results. Stroll, all I have to say is his incident with uh uh with Gassy taking him out. Pretty terrible driving. Don't even know why he's still driving, anyways. Uh and uh, the car wasn't good. And he seemed to have uh, some sort of injury on his hand still from, from the surgery. He had like some sort of bandage or something this weekend. So that's all okay. I have for Stroll. Didn't catch Not- that. All I've got about Stroll, like you said, that incident penalty incident. deserved. Like, you know, 
yeah, the penalty given, penalty deserved. You know, not much really else to say about the other has uh pretty he's pretty he's impressed me so far this year i've got to say um i i i kind of thought like he would struggle a bit after kind of like essentially being out for a couple seasons but he's so far i'm i'm impressed by hulkenberg's uh, performances particularly in qualifying we know that the car doesn't have great race pace but he hangs on in the race pretty well also um i've all, all in all, I, I think Hulkenberg's been having a good season so far. Yeah, shy of the points. 13th converted from 11, went back two stops. Went to 13th at the end of the race. Botas, P12 started, P20, right, or something? at penalized and did not classify. But made, 15th, made actually, because he got into Q2, but I think his Q2 time was nullified because of the incident, yeah. the fuel thing, whatever. Oh, so he started 16th, you said? Yeah. He started 16 or he just yeah. got disqualified? So he started he started technically 15th. He started right behind Sargent. But no, he like, started behind Perez. Perez got a spot from that. I think okay. he was disqualified from qualifying. So quality. 16th. Yeah, maybe 16th. Yeah. Uh, and he uh, finished 12th. Stayed late on hards. Uh, one of the two to start on the hard, him and Hulkenberg. Uh, and he, he took the, uh, a soft at the pit stop. Uh, gain a few spots that way. Sergeant Lao, that one just he he messed up my bet. Uh I had two I had two uh, um Williams in the points this week. I felt it I was pretty positive about it. Sergeant was shy. He got that position nobody wants P eleven. So sorry for you, bro. Broke my heart. But you know, I was wearing my gear. I was so so pumped up, so excited for for William double point this weekend, but just didn't I think happen. the next two, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. I think the no, next two a... we can take together. Leclerc and yeah. Sainz. I think we can kind of just talk about Ferrari collectively in this race yeah. rather than like dialing in on the individuals. They 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 try to they try to jinx the whole field by pitting early on Leclerc. Um, Sainz pitted unluckily a bit too early. Uh, on onto the hards before the safety car got, got brought out. So their race was just done on uh, their pitch stops were great. I think 2.4 seconds a pop, but just strategy was a bit too conservative uh, and didn't play out well in the end for that team fell back. Uh, Albon lucky Albon P eight did really well. Uh, Did he pit right? He pitted during the VSE. Pit it in the VSC and uh, was able to solidify P8. Uh, was battling Leclerc and Alonso near the end there. He mentioned that if it weren't for Leclerc behind him at the restart, he was he would he would have likely overtaken Alonso, which is promising for that William. I thought it was super exciting after the restart. Um... The battle between Albon and both of the Ferraris and Albon like coming out on top of that battle in what's, you know, probably eighth or ninth fastest car on the grid at mm-hmm. best seventh versus the Ferrari, which is like, you would always assume them being in the top three in terms of cars. So like, I thought it was very, I thought Albon drove an incredibly impressive race. Um, not only like coming out on top of the battle with those Ferraris, but also staying in front of them for the remainder of the race. Um, Albon's been one of the most impressive drivers so far this year. 
um, when you kind of like really think about it. He's made Q3 the same number of times as Sergio Perez has. Yeah, uh, it's it's been it's been unfortunate, but he's doing well. Uh, people are talking about him um, going back to Red Bull. Uh, I don't know how likely that will be, and if he even wants, I to don't give even. That a I shot. don't. I would bet that he doesn't really want to be there. Like I think mm-hmm. that's a toxic environment. That's why I think why Gasly and Albon struggled when they were first there is because they had limited experience and that environment is very like cutthroat, very like you deliver, we kill you sort of, sort of situation. So I don't know. He was at the barbecue though. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, would you want to be back on that team? If you're, if you're Albon, I guess the car Uh, is so good. How could you like, how could you not kind of want to, you know? Yeah, you're gonna be tempted, but I think you if you if you stick it out like Lando Norris is doing and building a car around him, building a team around yourself, you're better off building an environment where culture is important, where people care. I think in the long run, it pays to be wanted and to be appreciated in any profession. So I think he has he got lucky and found a home where people appreciate him, appreciate any P eight, P nine, P ten he delivers. They're excited, uh, and they welcome him with, with like, he's like the golden child, right? So that's where you want to be, and that's where you want to develop and grow. Like Schumacher spent many years at Ferrari before he started winning, so it's one of them where you got to put in the work, right? Um, yeah, and he's doing that. And uh, before we move on to Alonso, just want to like point out with Albon, like two solid results in a row. Like I thought his uh, results in Austria was quite good, and. I thought his uh, result he here. here. Wasn't Austria where he's leading that DRS train, or am I thinking about the race before no, that? No, he was 11th. Austria wasn't that good. Austria. Okay. Uh, you, you're talking oh, about Canada. Canada. So two out of three races, really, yeah, like disregard everything I just said. Mm-hmm. No, it's all good. Uh, Alonso, <laughs> tough day. He was pretty quiet this weekend. Uh, those he podiums was. aren't coming to him anymore. Uh, he didn't see flamboyant as usual. Uh, car just wasn't there. He just haven't figured out the the setup window. It seems like uh, very low degradation track uh, doesn't suit them because everybody else is quick as well. Uh, they do well when the track is like super high deg and everybody's tires fall off or the pace falls off as they chew up their tires. And that wasn't the case at Silverstone. So everybody was competitive the entire race, unfortunately. I have a question um, for you about Alonso. Is yeah. uh, is the recent run of form last two races for Aston Martin, you know, Alonso not making the podium, is that something track specific? Or do you think that other other teams have caught Aston Martin in the development uh, like side of F1 where uh, uh, they just no longer have a car that's you know, second fastest, maybe third fastest. And now like the likes of McLaren have gotten their act together and, and their car is faster. Mercedes cars faster, maybe Ferrari. Like, what do you think about that sort of topic? I don't think it's one item in isolation. I think it's a trio. It's a trifecta here. Uh, one for me, they brought new, new updates in Canada and they don't fully understand how to set the car up, uh, with this new update uh, fully. 
They're still learning it. The, the, the Mercedes is still learning their setup. The Ferraris are still learning how much they can get out of their setup. So it's the McLaren. It just takes some time to really fully understand your package uh, as you upgrade. Sonoda's uh, team was just like nowhere this weekend. So don't understand how to set up this new this new package they brought. Um, so it takes time, one, in terms of the upgrades that they brought. Two, uh, track-specific indeed, uh, very low degradation, like I said, doesn't suit their car. It's a front-limited track, a lot of fast corners. The Aston Martin performs way better on rear-limited tracks, uh, like very slow corners, stop-and-go type tracks. So this is not the place where they're going to shine. Uh, and then three, everybody else is developing. Everybody else is getting better. Uh, if their development is delivers more to the car, they're going to jump you for a few races. Uh, so there's that development war that's happening right now that's also affecting uh, their performance. I'm sorry I couldn't give you a direct one answer, but I think for me it felt like it's a, more of a trifecta here. You gave a perfect answer. I feel like it was maybe a bit of a trick question, but you nailed it. Can't yeah. trick you. No, it's just all over Alonso. Alonso is my boy. Feel bad he's <laughs> Same. not crushing I it. I love Alonso. I wish yeah. he was on the podium every week yeah. or every race, uh, rather. Senor Perez uh, put himself in a difficult dif- situation once again. Didn't shine this race. Didn't see him at all. Didn't see him on camera. Got lucky with the safety car. Pitted uh, the VSC, right? I believe, or slightly before, it benefited from that. He had pitted earlier. Well, the VSC, soft, like, um, like immediately afterward, turned into a, a full safety car. Yeah. So, like, I don't know exactly at what moment no, he, he pitted, pitted but it was during that. He pitted no? before, and okay. he was able to just when everybody was going in, he was able to just get track position ultimately, and okay. and, and got 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 up to P. P five, right? P six, P six. Finished, finished. P six. Yeah. Yeah. P six. Uh, yeah. Anything else for Paris? Just watch your back at this point. Uh, I mean, that second seat at Red Bull is always a bit of a hot seat, but I feel like today it just got a, a bit hotter. Yeah. Yeah. Watch your back, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Senor Russell, very upset that uh, he didn't get lucky with the with the safety car this weekend. Uh, wish Piastri was a deserving winner, uh, recipient of the P3 here. Uh, he P- drove a clean Piastri race. Piastri was in P4. Yeah, no, no. Russell mentioned that he Piastri deserved the P3, was more more deserving oh, of oh, P3. Oh, okay, sorry. That I misunderstood ruthless. that first. That was pretty ruthless from him. Uh, but he drove a fantastic stint on the heart, on the softs. First stint was magical. Uh, took it longer than anybody. Just pit it a bit too early before the safety car, and uh, that went against him. Um, yeah, unlucky. Last year he benefited, but this year just didn't work. Yeah, I mean, with this race, there like you could just look at the top ten, and it's like, you know, certain people's like very much benefited by by the safety car, yeah. and like certain people like very much were kind of negatively impacted by the yeah. safety car. I think Russell was one of in the latter group. Uh, yeah. The next guy we're about to talk yeah, to also, same, same also thing. in the latter group was impeccable race, driving a great race, running P3, pitted right before the safety car came out and after the safety car window where Hamilton was able to take advantage of the, you know, half, 
he lose half as much time in the pits during a safety mm-hmm. car. Hamilton took advantage of that and was able to kind of leapfrog him in the pits. But yep. um, he actually yep. drove a fantastic race. I wasn't sure how he'd be able to handle the pressure, um, but he did a great job. Did well. Fantastic job. For a rookie uh, to be battling with the likes of, you know, his teammate, also Hamilton, also Russell, and um, like both of the Mercedes, like he was uh, like clearly not intimidated. He drove a good race. Um, yeah, I thought I was very impressed by Piastri. I was not sure about him before because I hadn't seen him like tested at like, you know, the highest level yet, but he, he's, I would say he's legit. Yeah, he, uh, he rose to the occasion. He's uh, he's definitely uh, somebody I'm going to be keeping a close eye on. Future world champ, uh, Hamilton, very lucky guy. Said he was he was he was planning to stick it out there until the safety car came out. Um, car didn't look good. He didn't look hooked up. He made a few mistakes this weekend. He wasn't really savage on the attack. Uh, was a bit bullied a few times. Could do better. Lucky guy this weekend. That's all I have to say about him. Um, wasn't his greatest. Really from benefited from the safety car. Um, yeah. But at the same time, did everything that within his control, nailed everything he could control, and benefited from the safety car. So it is good, it good is. race for Hamilton. Yeah. The top three basically pitted on that safety car. That's when they pitted from the, from the medium. Norris, yeah, all, same thing. All three, yeah. Same lap. Uh, pitted on the safety car onto the hard was upset to be on the hards uh, was told that's all, that's our best option uh, and that this goes back to the fact that they chew up tires and that's one of their issues uh, the high degradation so they were worried that they just chew up the, the softs and won't be able to perform uh, over the, the 10 laps that were left or 20, 18 laps that were left or something Yeah, uh, and so they went conservative uh, but he was able to defend and pulled it off. Congratulations. Best best Brit out there the, uh, on, on Sunday and deserves to be P2. For sure. Um, yeah, he even uh, mentioned after the race, he like referred to his team as a bunch of beginners um, for choosing the hard tire, which was pretty funny to me. Like, I don't think he was like throwing a ton of shade. I think he's just being Lando, um, yeah. just saying silly things but it was definitely funny to hear like oh they're kind of beginners like in a lot of ways well he got so <laughs> definitely made me engineer, laugh his engineer his engineer is his normal engineer is going to paternity leave and so he had his performance engineer cover down as oh, the actual engineer and as his race engineer for this race and the other guy was just watching him go go about it so he probably was probably disappointed at the fact that he got told to to pit on hard, which for him seemed like uh, a, a, a a a decision that didn't even need to be. It should have been softs or nothing. So well, when we were probably- watching the race that Fela, I remember as soon as we saw they strapped the hards on, I looked at you and I was just like, "What? What? Yeah, like there's yeah. twenty laps left. Why hards?" And we yeah. we were under the impression they didn't have any softs left, but yeah. Yeah. It sounds like maybe no, no, they, they did, yeah. and they chose to go with the the hards. Probably they were used, but like yeah. still, yeah, they didn't want to use the used uh, softs. They preferred to to just bolt on fresh hards and and give it give it a roll. Max Verstappen uh, had was not was much to say smart. about him. Won the race, Wins the race the again slap. as expected. Uh, All right, everybody, that's to... the podcast now. <laughs> 
had had his held his podcast afterwards with uh, uh, guest speakers Lando Norris and Lewis yeah. Hamilton uh, <laughs> in the cool down room. Hamilton uh, for a return appearance on this season. It was the first time uh, Norris was on Verstappen's podcast yeah. this year. So let's see uh, who he invites next time in Hungary. Uh, that's all I'm looking forward to. Uh, your top for 10, sure. you want to go over that? Uh, let's perform? do it. I don't have it in front of me, do you? I have it. All right. Your your bet was right. So here's down. how I think I did. I think I got Max right. I think yep, I got everybody did. else in the top 10 was the correct person to be in the top 10 but n- none of them were in the correct position you that's my absolutely correct that's what i think uh, about it did i nail yeah, it you had verstappen first sign second norris third uh paris fourth uh leclerc fifth hamilton sixth russell seventh alonzo eight alonzo was seventh that was close piastri nine albon tenth science was tenth all right yeah but you had everybody in there. You just had everybody didn't have them in the right over. But the only guy I had in the right spot is the is Max literally most obvious choice. So yeah, yeah, it is what all it right. is. Can't can't win them all. All right, <laughs> uh, late on on Tuesday. Uh, great watching the race. The next next stop is Hungary. Slightly different track. Uh, it'll be in two weeks, I believe, on the twenty third. Uh, so uh, until then. Uh, let the let the F one world and Twitter keep bringing in the drama. Let's keep a pulse on this whole uh, Danny Ricardo back into the sport. Uh, but until then, try to get some rest because it's more action to come. Two races before winter summer break. Sure is, and I love the way they uh, reshaped the calendar. Uh, Hungary used to be the race right before the summer break, which also mm-hmm. coincided with my birthday. Super psyched that it's now spa rather than hungry <laughs> spa is an incredible circuit it's a much and hungry is i mean it's not bad but it's average i would say so it's it's dope all righty uh it's a wrap on my end anything else you want to add oh that's all i got right, rating uh i'll give this oh. gp another seven and a half for me seven and a half sounds fair i think i i think that might be the highest rating i've yeah. given out but it yeah. was an exciting race um mm-hmm. especially with the like you know new development out of mclaren the mm-hmm. surprising uh performance out of ferrari during the race mm-hmm. obviously part mm-hmm. of that was you know safety car related but yeah yeah i think i, I agree with you on this one might be also Seven. the first time we've agreed on a rating i'm not sure yeah i just that just popped up in my head i just did a quick math on what I thought went down and just like seven and a half is decent. It's better than other races we've watched. Um, and uh, it was uh, exciting for the most part. Um, but yeah, for sure. Great it's great to see McLaren back at the competitive end of the grid. Um, yeah. Especially like historically, they're such a great team, but even, you know, today, like Lando's such a great driver. I feel like we just found out Piastri's like, you know, a, proven good driver a lot of exciting things to come out of him i think so uh yeah like really really exciting race and it makes me excited for the races to come so cool all righty man until next time guys have fun follow like subscribe and we'll be back soon for another one bye everybody